Welcome to The Lawyerist Podcast, a series of discussions with entrepreneurs and innovators about building a successful law practice in today's challenging and constantly changing legal market. Lawyerist supports attorneys building client-centered and future-oriented small law firms through community, content, and coaching, both online and through the Lawyerist Lab and Accelerator. And now, here are the co-authors of The Small Firm Roadmap and your podcast hosts. Hi, I'm Sam Glover. And I'm Aaron Street, and this is episode 269 of the Lawyerist Podcast, part of the Legal Talk Network. Today, Sam and Stephanie will be having a discussion about how your law firm can adapt to today's new work-from-home environment as of the last couple weeks. If today's podcast resonates with you and you haven't read the Small Firm Roadmap yet, you can get the first chapter for free right now at lawyerist.com slash book. Today's podcast is brought to you by Smith AI, Rankings.io, Text Expander, and Back Office Betties. We wouldn't be able to do our show without their support, so stay tuned. We'll tell you a bit more about them later on. So in the midst of all of our societal chaos and upheaval and disruption and transition, we hope that all of you are doing well as best you can. Please let us know if there are things we can do to help you right now uh, and help your law practice get through all of this and adapt in ways it needs to. Uh, And there is no reason for us to belabor this intro too much um, since the meat of today's episode is Sam and Stephanie talking about all of these things. Yeah, and we've got a brief sponsored conversation with Maddie Martin with a tip from Smith AI, and then my conversation with Stephanie. Hi, I'm Maddie Martin, Head of Growth and Education for Smith AI. Hi, Maddie. Welcome back. Um, We've got an awesome tip today that was prompted by Smith.ai's new uh, new availability. So you've got extended hours. You've had extended hours for live receptionists. They go until like midnight Eastern, I think. And now you've got website chat, which is both staffed and AI and is 24-7. And you learned something interesting when talking with one of your customers. So maybe you could tell us about what happened and, and then we can talk a little bit more about it. Yeah, absolutely, Sam. And thanks for having me. So I was talking actually with Mark Homer, who's the CEO and founder of Get Notice, Get Found. And they're a law firm marketing agency. And they obviously are very aware of and monitoring the Google My Business profiles for their law firm clients. And Mm -hmm. recently heard from one of them that they got a new client after updating their hours based on their outsourced call service hours from us because they were the only business when a client was searching for a law firm that showed hours extending past 5 p.m. And if you imagine the client who is also probably working nine to five, just as most law firms are, they were able to contact only this law firm that had hours past 5 p.m. And they won that client simply because of their ability to respond after work. That's so smart. And I bet a lot of people don't think about updating their business hours to the hours when they are responsive, when they have a receptionist who's available. But but yeah, most law firms' business hours are the same as their core client base. And so when people get home, if they Google you, every firm is closed, except for those who uh, have updated their hours to be consistent with what their receptionist's hours might be. Super smart. It's an incredible competitive advantage because what we know from the Clio report is that two out of every three potential clients base their decision to hire on the firm's initial responsiveness to that phone call. Totally. And if every firm is closed, then they will probably 
you know, fill out a form or leave a message with one of those firms. But if one of the firms says that they're open and responsive and, and they can call or use a website chat or, or submit a form and expect maybe they'll get a response that evening, um, that's tremendous. It, you're, you're definitely going to be the one that they call, I think, nine times out of ten I is my guess. Yeah, absolutely. And what's really amazing is that if you at least present the opportunity to receive that phone call, then you're able to get that client who may not know more about your business other than you're just the one that they can call right now. Because I think there's often the the feeling that, oh, maybe if it's not personal injury or something really unbelievably urgent, that that client is willing to wait. But the fact is that even if it's not urgent. It's urgent because it's on their mind right now and they want to, and they consider getting in touch with an attorney, the first step to a resolution, right? So it's when it's on their mind, they want it to be off their mind and on your plate as the law firm owner. And whether you have your, your Smith AI receptionist call back and, and initiate intake right away, if they're comfortable getting a call back, or if you wait until the morning and do it yourself, whatever, I mean, they've taken that first step now they're in your pipeline. They're wanting to receive a phone call from you or an email or whatever. Um, they want your response. That's a great tip. So if you're using a receptionist like Smith AI, update your business hours in Google My Business. It might make a difference for you. That's super cool. Yeah, I think one of the most amazing things is that we can do a lot during that call. So we can not only take a message after hours, right? We're screening, scheduling, um, doing basic intake. We can also, if we've scheduled a consultation for you, send those detailed directions prior to the consultation, maybe that next day because you're not on at 7 p.m. And they will be more prepared for that consultation. So we can take care of a lot of that initial work for you. Very cool. So to learn more about working with Smith AI, use the code LAWYERIST100 at smith.ai. That's the website address. And if you use the code LAWYERIST100, you'll get 100 bucks off when you sign up. Maddie, thanks so much for being with us today. Thanks for having me, Sam. Hey, everyone. It's Stephanie from the Lawyers team. Hey, Stephanie, how's your first pandemic treating you? Uh, it's, it's, um, I've been, I don't know. I was about to say I've seen better, but I haven't seen any. So that's not a good way of saying it. It's it's difficult. How about that? Yeah, no, I, I I think this is probably the same for you. My kid's school is canceled for the next, um, I guess when this podcast airs will be one week in. So they'll have two more weeks to go, including spring break. And the buzz is that it might not be reopening this school year. So that's crazy. Uh, my wife and I are both working from home and doing our best to follow the guidelines and isolate ourselves. So yay for everything. Yeah. And at the time that we recorded this a week ago, I was putting the final touches on having our in-person LabCon event here in Atlanta. <laughs> it did happen. It just didn't happen live. We converted it to a virtual event, but it just feels like so much just thinking about a week ago, that feels like forever ago. It feels like so much has changed. Let's talk about that for a minute because turned out virtual LabCon was a awesome experience. Yeah. Like we had 50 plus people on video, mostly engaging in, in much the same way that we would have at an in-person LabCon event. And it was really amazing. And we pulled that together in just a few days of planning. It was pretty crazy. It was. I mean, our team just responded and went into overdrive and you you were like 
developing things on the fly, which was... <laughs> we did build some software on the fly. That's true. We looked at what do we do in a live room? And then we were like, how can we recreate that? And so we were playing virtual games and having you know breakout discussions and doing a lot of the things that we would do when we were in person, but just online in a virtual room. And it, it was pretty amazing, I, I got to say. It was. I, I feel good about it because I think we modeled for our community um, how to just keep going in, in a crisis, which there was a moment for us that I'm not even sure any of us took notice of at the time, but I've just been reflecting on this. And you decided we're still having LabCon. We're just doing it online. And all the rest of us just accepted that and then went to work figuring out how we can make it great. And one of the things that I've noticed happening is a lot of people aren't deciding to go forward, right? I noticed this in on the first day of LabCon, at least in the morning, that the question people were asking themselves is, how do I put my practice on hold for the next few weeks or months, not how do I continue? And I think that's what made LabCon work was we decided to continue without, I mean, I'm not even sure there was a question in your mind. We were just going to go ahead and do it. But I think everyone listening, everyone who has a business, everyone who has a life, needs to decide to continue, not just put their life on hold. And I, I feel like that's step one here. Yeah, for sure. And it was never a question of whether, you know, it was never going to be canceled in my mind. It's it's funny that you reflected mm-hmm. on that because I knew that wasn't. <laughs> but if you think about it, I mean, we've been talking about this and setting ourselves up for this for a long time. No, we, we've been doing virtual meetings for with our team internally and with our community members in small groups for a couple of years now, at least. Yeah. And I had already been sketching out how we would do a virtual event, mm-hmm. not necessarily LabCon, but I had just been thinking about, you know, we already do a ton of training online and it was like, how can we take that and expand upon it and turn it into a one day event? So it, it was great. And the fun thing is, is um, there was just so much energy in the room even though we were not together. <laughs> even though we were in different rooms. Yeah. There was a lot of energy in a lot of different rooms <laughs> yeah. that was coming together online. Yeah. And, and I think it was a testament to that you can recreate things online that you didn't realize. And I think that was kind of the big aha moment for a lot of people because I saw the comments coming in and even some of our labsters were like, when you said this was going virtual, I was really super skeptical. <laughs> I didn't mm-hmm. think it was going to work. And then they were like, you kind of blew me away that this actually not just worked, but I mean, like it worked well to the point where this may be something we do in the future and that we just always have a vir- you know, virtual LabCon two times and live LabCon two times. I, I don't know. I right. haven't said that to the leadership team yet, but that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> well, so let's, let's pivot this to talking about what lawyers need to be working on right now, because I think that's really key. And, and the number one thing to keep business going is you need to get your head around doing video meetings yep. and doing them well um, and with as little friction as possible, right? Because like that was the key to LabCon is everything worked really well. Like almost nobody had technical difficulties, not because everybody is tech savvy gurus, but because video just isn't that hard anymore. Like my my kids are spending the pandemic uh, video chatting with their friends to stay in touch. It's just a thing that you can do. 
Yeah. But to be fair, also, we have developed some special trainings that we give everyone in our community on how to use technology. You've yeah. you've taught us all how to show up on video and look good and sound good. So there are some little kind of tech tools that we tell everyone, things that I never appreciate it. Like you often, if, you, if you've seen people show up on video with headsets on, right. I never really understood that there is actually a reason to do that. It reduces the feedback. I think we should share some of those tips today, because I think it will be helpful to people who are still getting their heads around this. But I think even before that, there's the, like, please don't decide that you're going to do everything on a phone and email. Like, one, the reason LabCon was successful is that because we didn't do it as a conference call. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, you need to be face-to-face with people. And you can't rely on email and phone calls because they are not a substitute for being face-to-face. But video meetings are probably 80% of the way to face-to-face in the same room if you do them well. And you've got to just accept it. If you're connecting with a client, I mean, being able to read body language and for them to be able to see your face. I, I have even, I think I've shared this on the podcast before, I've even had coaching calls with people where I wanted to send a follow-up mm-hmm. and I have sent a video as a follow-up instead of an email because I needed them to hear my voice. I needed them to hear like, this was tough. Right. You can't you can't get tone across or empathize as well on a phone call. Exactly. Yeah. And and by the way, we're going to give a few tips now, but we're also doing a webinar on... Oh, right. On Friday, the 28th, you can sign up, um, check your email if you're subscribed to us in our Facebook group. Stephanie's going to lead a webinar that is geared towards helping you adapt and get yourself ready to go here. Yeah. We're calling it nine tips to run your law practice from home now. Yeah. Which is, even if you don't intend to run your practice from home, I know there are lawyers who are still going into the office. Many of your employees and clients are going to want to or are going to insist on working or engaging with you from home. And so the same tips are going to work for you, um, whether you're at home or they are. So check it out. I feel like I need to push just a little bit more on the importance of video. This used to be something that, like when, when we started building Lawyerist up from just me and Aaron into a remote team... Aaron really didn't want to do video at first. It was a hassle. People just didn't want to. It seemed like extra work to make sure that you were presentable on camera. And I I really insisted on it and kind of put my foot down. At the time, I was CEO, so Aaron had to listen to me. Um, (laughs) And I think it's proved its concept over time, right? That there is just a lot of value in being face-to-face if you can do it well. And so let's talk about doing it well Stephanie, you are a great example of doing it well, actually. (laughs) I learned. I will confess, I didn't like it at first either. I was like, oh, do I sound weird? Do I look weird? I don't know. This is strange. I mean, there is a little comfort level. But once you do them every day, all day, you get past that. (laughs) Yeah. I kind of, I organized my tips on this into a couple of different things. I think they boil down to just where you put your camera how you look and sound. Um, It's basically like positioning your camera, um, good lighting, good background, and use a headset are the the core tips. Absolutely. And, you know, at LabCon, we have more tech savvy or they've been dragged kicking and screaming into video because we've made them in lab. But the number one thing is like get your camera up to eye level. There are definitely a lot of people who I video chat with where I'm staring up their nostrils and looking at the cobwebs in the corner of their room. Right. And, you know, really look at your background and I, you know, there's going to be some, some grace right now because everyone's kind of working from home unexpectedly and you, and you might've just 
not had any time to prepare, but it's a good idea if you can, if nothing else, get a neutral background. If you have a blank wall that you can set yourself up in front of, but if you're going to shift and do this more long-term, having a nice background that matches the brand of your law firm and the image you're trying to portray to your clients becomes super important. And um, even at LabCon, we had one session, a breakout where the people were like, how does my background look? And people were like, well, mm. you could move this here. What if you put another picture there? <laughs> people don't see their own backgrounds. And it's like, you know, would you meet with somebody in your bedroom? If not, don't video chat from your bedroom. Right. It's a little weird when you see people show up like in bed. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, um, okay, hey, how's it going? Is this professional? So I've been having a lot of fun with Zoom's virtual backgrounds. Yes, you have. And I'm, I'm doing it fun. You can also do it in order to cover your own background and present something that you've chosen. For example, you could take a picture of a part of your office and use it as a virtual background in Zoom, which is kind of neat. Um, I don't know. What did you think about that, Stephanie? Does it work or... It's better than, you know, a really, I don't know, bad background. Yeah. Um, it was kind of fun and you kept ch changing it up and <laughs> I mean, in a fun way. Like, yeah, it was, was a, it was a group where I felt comfortable having fun. So. And part of our brand too. I mean, if you were on with a, I, well, I, I was about to say not really with us. If I'm with a client, I probably wouldn't have, you know, my aquarium background. Yeah. Yeah. Or Cowboy Bebop or whatever. Yeah. But maybe you would. I mean, if that's your personality and that's your brand yeah, and that's, that's what true. your clients come maybe to I expect, <laughs> then that's okay. But I think that's just kind of the important piece to remember is what image do you want to portray? Because just like someone's walking into your office and you might have given a lot of thought to how your lobby looks and how your office looks mm -hmm. and your conference room looks. The same holds true now for your background. The shining example of how to do it perfectly is like Mark Homer from GNGF, who had, I mean, clearly this was set up for video and it was beautiful. His camera was a high-end camera that was focused on his face. And so the background had that nice bokeh blur effect. Um, the lighting was perfect. He was, his camera was at eye level. He had an extra microphone. You don't have to get to that level of polish, but like, it was a really good example for that with a little bit of effort, you can really get to the top of the of your game here. Yeah. And you we've recently updated the content on our website for tech mm -hmm. that you need as a minimum to get going. Yeah. If you go to our legal technology page, I've put together like a list of stuff that you need to do to work remotely. Is that lawyers.com slash technology? It is. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. I guessed right. Um, lighting is really something that people underestimate the importance of. Just shine a light at your face. That's all. <laughs> uh, otherwise, you look washed out or you're a silhouette. Um, yeah. And that's no good. It makes a big difference. Yeah. I, just those few things. Just shining a light at your face plugging in some headphones with a microphone so that there's no no audio feedback and so that your your voice is a little bit better quality taking a moment to focus on your background those things make a huge difference for working from home and then just getting comfortable with your video software i mean jennifer was a wizard in zoom over the last couple of days and and you have you're a wizard in zoom as well just not having that powerpoint moment where you're chuckling about the slide projector not working right it conveys to your clients, this is something we talked about a lot at LabCon, is the importance of conveying to your clients that, no, 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 I got this. Like, we're fine. I can keep doing the things that you need me to do. Um, just click here to meet with me instead of driving into my office. No big deal. Yeah. I think no big deal is a really powerful message right now. 
Yeah, we talked about that a lot the past couple of days. Just keep calm. You are the leader, <laughs> both for your team and for your clients. And you need to be portraying that leadership right now. It's going to be so important. Mm-hmm. We need to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. And when we come back, we'll continue our conversation. Support for today's episode comes from Back Office Betty's, the only virtual receptionist company exclusively dedicated to small law firms that offers unlimited calls. Betty's boutique service boasts customized call handling and virtual assistant services provided by highly trained, relentlessly friendly team members ready to help grow your firm even when you're out of the office. Visit backofficebetty's.com lawyers to get a free one-week trial and use the promo code podcast to receive $150 off your first month of service. Support for today's episode comes from Rankings.io, a search engine optimization agency working exclusively for personal injury law firms. Simply put, Rankings.io helps personal injury law firms dominate first-page rankings. You'll never have to chase them for an update or hunt them down for an answer. Your clients expect you to be accessible, and Rankings will meet that standard for communication and transparency. You'll have a full team of SEO specialists fighting to put you at the top of Google search results. Personal injury lawyer SEO is all they do, so all their processes, playbooks, and people are completely focused on generating qualified cases for your firm. Best of all, you'll be one of an elite few. Delivering exceptional service and results requires focus, so Rankings.io carefully vets clients before accepting them. It's an ideal fit for growth-oriented personal injury law firms. To see if you're a fit, visit Rankings.io slash Lawyerist to get started. Lawyerist podcast listeners can get 20% off an SEO discovery audit using coupon code Lawyerist. Boost your productivity and save time typing with TextExpander. You can make your own snippets or share and manage snippets for your firm with TextExpander for Teams. You'll reduce errors and increase productivity. TextExpander can save you so much time, it's like getting an extra employee. TextExpander is available for Mac, Windows, iPhone, iPad, and Chrome. Show listeners get 20% off their first year. Visit TextExpander.com podcast to learn more and get your discount. So maybe should we shift? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you were mentioning resources on Lawyerist. We are, as a team, we've dug in and are adding, in light of the current pandemic, uh, what are some things that lawyers are especially needing help with? And obviously, we we heard a lot about that over the last couple of days. We know anyway. And so we've been updating a lot of our pages, and we've been publishing posts along the lines of the legal technology page where we're just including, like, here's what you need to know right now in order to get yourself moving and adapting to what the, what's happening in the world right now. Yeah, I think there's two other things that are super important right now. Mm-hmm. So we talked about tech. You've got to be remote ready because that's just a thing now. I think it's unavoidable to expect, you know, there's going to be an economic impact as a result. And we don't really know how big that is yet because we don't know if restaurants and bars in the world are shut down for, you know, two weeks or two months as a former restaurant owner. And as someone who works a lot with um, that industry, you know, two months for most, for most small businesses and restaurants, especially will be tough. The other day, the fed chairman said, we're definitely going to experience a contraction. My pessimistic is hearing recession because how could it not? And so the reason we're talking about this right now is not to spell doom and gloom for you. You know, what we've been talking about is a shift or change means people need help. Yes. And luckily, I mean, like, so you're lawyers, you're the helpers (laughs) in the room, right? Like people are going to be looking to you now more than ever for help, but you might need to think differently about what kind of help do they need? What kind of help can you provide? 
And how much are they going to be able to pay for that? It doesn't mean you have to shut down because I've I heard too from some folks like, oh, people aren't going to be able to pay my rates anymore. There was a really profound shift from like day one to day two of like, my practice is over. I might as well just lay down and close my business to, oh my God, you're right. People are going to need my help just in different ways. Right. And this is the, uh, in a way, like I woke up this morning thinking, Maybe this is finally what kills the billable hour in Hallelujah. <laughs> I've been waiting yeah. for it, and that would be the best birthday gift ever. So, oh yeah, happy birthday, Stephanie! Oh, thank you. As of this recording, it is your birthday. <laughs> yeah, it won't be when you guys hear this, but that's okay. But yeah, we've been preaching this for years that we need to think about how we deliver value and what people are willing to pay for us, and if we charge differently, then suddenly the technology and efficiencies we build on the back end actually matter to the profitability analysis. So this is your opportunity to shift and pivot and to think like a leader and start thinking now about what does help look like? How do people need your help and what can you mm-hmm. provide for them? And it might look very differently than what you do now. It may be your still your course skills. Your your practice area might not change. It just might be that you shift your packaging and your offer and how mm-hmm. you talk about your value. And I think there's huge opportunity there. And that's work we can get started on right away. Yeah, one of the I mean, one of the resources pages that we're overhauling is the the one about the ideal client. Your ideal client is all of a sudden looks different in ways that impact how you can reach them and how you can help them. You know? And going through that exercise of figuring out by the time this airs, you can go to that resource page and, and get the materials and see. But like going through that exercise of reimagining, you know, interviewing your clients, interviewing people, figuring out what their new challenges are, what's going on in their lives, and then figuring out how you can continue to meet their goals. Like somebody who's in the middle of a divorce doesn't want to stop. Somebody who's in the middle of a lawsuit still needs the payoff or the settlement. Um, They still need the peace of mind and the resolution. Somebody who's trying to negotiate a deal still is hoping to find out what they can salvage from that. And they need your help to do it but their profile has changed. What makes them a client has changed. What their needs and concerns are has changed. If they're a restaurant owner, they need to get out of this problem or they need to get paid what they can um, in order to get through the next few weeks. And so their priorities may have changed. Their timeline may have changed. Their um, all Everything may have changed. So it's a good time to sit and think and reflect about how you can, how you can serve them better and, and in what different ways. Um, I think a lot of people are worried that this just means that people aren't going to want to pay as much which is understandable, don't you think? Yeah, it may be. Um, It may be that you, and so our finance page has, we've updated it as well. You know, there are some things you should be doing as a business owner to get your business recession ready. I'll just use the R word in case it's coming. (laughs) And by the way, the things in the recession ready plan are things that every good business owner should be doing anyway. And that's what I kind of love about all the things we're talking about right now is pandemic or not, they all apply. (laughs) Just it's really urgent right now. But ideally, you've taken our advice and you have some cash reserves and you know you can withstand a slowdown. Even if you can't, there's some steps you can start taking immediately to think about lines of credit, to think about your credit cards, but also to shift your payment terms, how often you're invoicing, what your AR process looks like. Like, Go ahead and get your business set now and be ready. And so maybe people will pay less. That doesn't mean you're not going to be financially stable or profitable. Like, again, remember, if people want less or you charge less, then you provide less. Like all of the equations mm-hmm. get impacted here. So don't think of this, you know, siloed. You need to be, you're the leader, take the big picture approach. Right. And you look at this as an opportunity to shift your business 
into something amazing that really helps clients. You just mentioned something that I think is really awesome that I want to highlight and talk about, which is that the things that people had been pushing back on aren't things they're going to push back on now, right? And for those things, now is an amazing time to take advantage of that and make those changes that you might have wanted to make. For example, you know, somebody has explained that, you know, they've always offered video chatting, video meetings as to their clients, but their clients really want to come in. Well, nobody wants to come into your office right now. Everyone will accept video meetings right now. So it's a great time to introduce that technology to them, which may be something you wanted to do anyway. And as was pointed out, like every time people are forced into a new pattern or a new way of doing things, some people decide they really like it. At the other end of this, you're going to have new clients that prefer video meetings, and that is just the way you're going to do things from now on. So if you've been wanting to introduce that technology, now is the time. Accepting credit cards, like no brainer right now. Getting around the city and um, checking the mail that everyone else has touched is something that is a little bit riskier than usual right now. And maybe it's not a big deal for you, but checks and, and waiting for checks and going into the office when you're trying to isolate at home are all things that are a little bit riskier than usual. And maybe you don't want to do it. So accepting credit cards is a no brainer. Um, offering different kinds of fee arrangements, as, as you mentioned, um, people might be more willing to accept the certainty of a flat fee payment right now than the uncertainty of an hourly billing arrangement because they're worried about their own finances. And it's one thing to say, well, I know I can resolve this legal issue for 10000 or $1,000, and so I'll take that versus, I don't know this what this lawyer is going to bill me, how much they're going to bill me, and I don't know where my next paycheck is coming from either. Um, so certainty right now is another hugely valuable thing that lawyer, that you can offer to your clients that would have been difficult before. And so, you know, in the same way that I hope it isn't hard to tell lawyers they need to make some changes in their practice now, even though two weeks ago we were still getting pushback on things like going paperless and being able to do video meetings and stuff. Um, all of a sudden, um, there's ample justification for trying those things. Yeah. And, you know, my plug, my want for you is if you're hearing this and you're like, you know what? Yeah, this is maybe there is some opportunity here. This is exciting. Then um, love to connect because we are, you know, we are, we want to build the community of people who see this as an opportunity and, and we want to help navigate this process with you because we see it as an opportunity. Mm -hmm. I for sure do. And I think if you're having trouble seeing the opportunity, reach out. Like, Reach out to other lawyers, reach out to us, um, join the Facebook group, um, consider lab, um, consider the, you know, show up to the webinar, um, reach out to friends and colleagues and ask them what their needs and concerns are in isolating yourself. If you are, don't isolate yourself, right? Yeah. Still be, still be social, still get out there, still take advantage of connections and community. Don't isolate yourself. I mean, isolate yourself physically. Don't <laughs> physically, not socially and mentally. <laughs> right. But also be aware because I think this is the, I'll just, I'll just give a little, you know, cautionary tale. Sometimes when you're in the wrong community in the wrong group, you are going to hear all the doomsdayers, right? You are going to hear nothing, yep. but we are, we you know we're screwed. And, and maybe that's not the community that you want to be around right now either. Yeah, I think that's a really, really good point is like, if all you're getting is pessimism, get in a different, get in some different channels. Um, I'm not reading the news much. Um, I'm checking in occasionally because, because it's there. I, I feel lucky that most of our listeners know that when I interviewed Annie Grace, I went ahead and did her alcohol experiment and I just kind of stopped drinking for a while and I haven't really started again. So I'm kind of grateful that, for that because 
<laughs> I think the tendency to <laughs> to drink too much would probably come right to the forefront right now um, while we're all isolated in our house. My family is making sure that we get out of the house at least once a day to do some activity. Um, keeping yourself mentally healthy is a really important thing, and it's it's extra challenging right now um, for sure. Yeah, that's a great segue into the last point we wanted to make today, which was just that, like, take care of yourself, um, check in on your team. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things we did at LabCon was we asked everybody, what are you doing to make sure your team is mentally okay right now? Because this could be, it's impacting people differently. Um, and unexpectedly, like no one really knows how they're going to, you know, when you open the, sh the today by asking how, how am I handling the pandemic? I was like, Oh, I don't know. It's not <laughs> something that we really ever planned for or expected or knew this was actually like a thing coming And it. And even though it's been coming for months, it felt like it also got here really fast, at least for me. I don't know. Yeah. I was talking with my kids about that. And I was, I was saying like, this has never happened before in my lifetime. They were like, really? My girls are eight and 10, so they don't, they don't know anything about the world, but you know, they just kind of assumed that this kind of thing happens every once in a while. That's an interesting perspective. <laughs> like, yeah. Really? And the, like the, the closest that I have come to this is, um, we lived in Panama when I was a kid and right before Noriega was ousted. And I, we were just talking about this because we have some lab members from Panama. And so I was telling them about this and, and that's why it's on my mind. But at one point the, the riots in the city had gotten so bad that we were essentially quarantined. Um, except my mom was driving us to school through the riots and people were banging on the windows because my mom, nobody tells my mom what to do. Um, <laughs> so, but that's the closest experience I can come to it. But that was quarantine because of like violence, which is very different than this. This is sort of optional. And I, I mean, pandemic has only been something that has been talked about in movies to me before. And so it's a really unusual thing. And um, my kids are just kind of rolling with it. They're just video chatting with their friends instead of instead of being in person. But for the for the rest of us, this is the first in a lifetime crisis that is a little bit hard to process. Yeah. So, so we have some new resources up on our site too, on mental health and just making sure that, you know, we mm -hmm. want to make sure we can provide whatever resources you need. And I know it's something we talk about a lot, but we take it so seriously and just please take care of yourselves and your team. Yeah. And again, reach out. Like I, because we've been talking more about mental health recently, more people have been reaching out and saying, "Yeah, you know, I, I guess I've been struggling with that too. I just didn't realize it." Um, or, you know, I could use a little bit of help with this. Do you know somebody I can talk? Whatever. Like we are not experts at at this. And but sometimes you don't need an expert. Sometimes you just need to talk to somebody to get it started. And so if you're struggling, reach out to a friend, to a colleague, to a family member, or to us. I don't have anything else to say about this right now. Do you? No, just um, <laughs> virtual hugs and high fives. And, you know, we're all in this together and we're here to help you. And we're, we're coming up with new resources every day that our team can do to help you through this. So, you know, maybe check into the Facebook page or the site because this is going to continue to evolve and just know that we're here. Um, you've got this. If, if you leave with no other message, like, you know, you've got this um, and we've got your back. Yep. And tomorrow, as this is airing, we will have our webinar on um, how to work from home. So check that out as well. You can find, uh, you'll be able to find the invite in the Facebook group or in your email inbox if you're subscribed. If you don't have it in your email inbox, you probably unsubscribed or hit spam on us at some point. And so take action, fix that, because we it's helpful if we can send you things like that. So that's it for today. Thanks, Stephanie. Thanks, Sam. The Lawyer's Podcast is produced by Laura Briggs and edited by Chris Melrose. Are you ready to implement the ideas we discuss here into your practice? Wondering what to do next? Well, here are your first two steps. 
If you haven't read the Small Firm Roadmap yet, grab the first chapter for free right now at lawyers.com book. Next, if you're looking for help beyond the book, then let's chat about whether our coaching communities are right for you. Head to lawyers.com community to schedule a 15-minute call with our community manager. The views expressed by the participants are their own and are not endorsed by Legal Talk Network. Nothing said in this podcast is legal advice for you. Thank you.